Hey, it's Alan, and I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to the ongoing history of new music early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's more music out there than ever before. At the same time, our attention spans are shorter than ever before. And then we have to consider how the music industry is changing. It's not enough just to put out an album and let a record label sell it for you. It's getting tougher and tougher to reach the music consumer. Artists are competing with the distractions of the internet, games like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, other video games, DVD, on-demand television, cell phones, movies, radio, just goes on and on. There's all these new choices for consumers. But consumers only have so much time and only so much money to spend. Competition for their attention and their money, not to mention their energies, their affections and emotions, are running pretty damn strong. At the same time, record labels have been forced to cut back on how they do things. Budgets are much more limited. And even spending wads of cash on making a music video just isn't cost-effective anymore. So, what's a band to do? You can only shout so loud before you become annoying, and then you're guaranteed to be ignored. In other words, how does a performer gain attention in this ever-changing world in which we live in? Uh, In case you didn't know, that's a horribly mangled lyric from Paul McCartney's Live and Let Die. Every time I hear that song, I'm stunned at Sir Paul's wanton destruction of the Queen's English. But anyway, back to the point. As an artist these days, how do you get heard? Well, for starters, maybe you don't need a traditional record label at all. No, no, I'm not crazy. Listen and learn. This is the Ongoing History of New Music Podcast with Alan Cross. Trent Reznor and Capital G from his 2007 Nine Inch Nails album called Year Zero. This is one of the most brilliant records of the 21st century so far. Not necessarily because of the music it contains, but because the way the album introduced fans and the general public and was marketed all over the world. This was an incredibly complex undertaking. The execution made some risky assumptions on how humans might behave. Clues were buried in some of the weirdest places. Would they be found? Would the dots get connected? Would the technology work? And would anyone really care to go through all the effort? Well, the answer to all those questions was yes. And the results were fascinating, which is why I want to go through a step-by-step examination of the release of the Nine Inch Nails album, Year Zero. Basically, 
all this started because Trent was bored. He wanted to shake things up a bit with his music, with his concerts, with his fans, and with his image. Trent came up with an idea for a concept that placed Nine Inch Nails about 15 years in the future. At about the same time, Trent was thinking of video games again. Now remember, this is a guy who worked in the music for Quake. Remember Quake? Trent's thing had become alternate reality games like Myst and Halo. What if he could figure out a way to turn Nine Inch Nails into an alternate reality game? Trent contacted a company called 42 Entertainment. Their specialty is weird, unconventional word-of-mouth advertising that, for lack of a better term, is completely immersive. Lots of puzzles and scavenger hunts and things like that. And they do this for clients ranging from movie studios to Microsoft. Together, they planned out an immersive alternate reality situation that Nine Inch Nails fans could first discover and then follow to, uh, well, wherever it led. And the result was one of the coolest, most innovative launches of an album ever. Let's start at the beginning, the beginning of the end, to be specific. Everything surrounding the launch of the Year Zero album began on February the 7th of 2007 in Lisbon, Portugal. It was the first night of a Nine Inch Nails tour through Europe. It took two days for a local photographer to notice that there was something weird about the t-shirts that were being sold. Nuno Foros, this was the dude's name, Nuno Foros, noticed that random letters on the back of the shirts, you know where they list the tour dates, were in boldface. Except that they really weren't random. You put them together and they spelled out something. They spelled out, I am trying to believe dot com. Nuno posted a picture of his t-shirt on the Spiral, which is a Nine Inch Nails fan forum. Of course, it took about a second for everybody to start looking up that website, IamTryingToBelieve.com. What they got was a site warning of the dangers of a drug called parapin, which had been introduced into the American water supply. Now, the government said that it was an antidote for some kind of bioterror weapon, but the website maintained that it was actually part of a larger, more sinister plot launched by the government on its own citizens. There was an email address. If you sent a message, you got a reply that said, I'm drinking the water. So should you. What the hell did that mean? A week later, February 14th, 2007, a woman named Sue was doing the laundry. She noticed that the Nine Inch Nails t-shirt that she had bought in Lisbon had some numbers in boldface. She wrote them down and noticed that they kind of looked like a phone number. Well, they were. So she dialed and got a number in Los Angeles. There was a recorded message of some kind of brief presidential message. Then there was some kind of music in the background. Needless to say, word got out very quickly and people from all over the world started dialing that number. Step three. A woman named Anna came forward and said that she had found a USB key in the bathroom at one of the Lisbon gigs. It contained one new Nine Inch Nails song called My Violent Heart, which she promptly posted. Here's the song, and then we'll continue with the story. My Violent Hearts, a supposedly leaked song from Nine Inch Nails left in a bathroom on a USB key in Portugal. 
Simultaneously, it seems that a guy found another USB key in stall number four of the men's bathroom. Spectral analysis of the song revealed a weird image of an alien-looking hand reaching down. This was quickly dubbed The Presence by fans. Now, someone then discovered that the meta tag on the file led to another website which featured a beautiful wheat field. But if you slid your mouse across the screen, everything turned into some kind of post-nuclear holocaust. By this time, Nine Inch Nails fans were freaking. They knew something was happening, and they knew they had to ride it out to the end. But where was this all going? Well, a lot further, it turns out. Back with more of the amazing story of the Year Zero game in a second. Naturally, when word of all this stuff surrounding some sort of Nine Inch Nails thing got out, fans went to the European shows looking for new clues, new hidden messages in t-shirts, lost USB drives, that kind of thing. In Barcelona, Spain, on February the 19th of 2007, someone scored another USB key. It contained another song called Me, I'm Not, another supposedly leaked or lost song. Now, the drive actually contained two things. There was the song, and the file was labeled 2432.mp3. Now, this is strange. Why, why would there be... Oh, wait. Maybe this is data. What do you think? When run through a spectrograph, that static resolved itself into waveforms that clearly spelled out a phone number. Call it, and you got through to someplace in Cleveland. The number was 216-333-1810. It was a message, a wiretap, that featured a woman on her cell phone screaming about how she was trapped in a nightclub and that the cops had locked her and her friends inside and they were all going to die. Almost two million people called that phone number. The company behind the wiretap was called U.S. Wiretap. wonder if they had a website. Well, guess what? They did. The website explained that they were a partnership corporation of the Bureau of Morality, whatever that was. They said, yeah, our agents bolted the doors of that nightclub because it was a hangout for the resistance. And yeah, sure, 112 people died, but it was for the good of the nation. Now, remember, this wasn't happening in real time. This is supposedly happening 15 years in the future, okay? February 25th, 2007, a fan finds another USB key in, where else, the bathroom at a gig in Manchester, England. Again, there were two files on the key. One is a song called In This Twilight, and the other is a picture of the famous Hollywood sign completely destroyed. Oh, and what's this? Another website? Hollywoodinmemoriam.org. Hmm. Meanwhile, as the fans were working themselves into a frenzy, the Puppet Masters at Nine Inch Nails headquarters and 42 Entertainment were monitoring everything and making sure that fans didn't run into any dead ends or get discouraged and then quit. There were no fewer than 30 websites connected to the game, and every one of them had to be monitored for activity. Again, that was part of the brilliance. The whole thing was a puzzle that was assembled online by collaborators all over the world. It was easy to monitor the forums to see who had discovered what. Trent couldn't believe how it was all coming together. Then it came time to release a single. But of course, no one was going to do it the old-fashioned way. People went to a show at Brixton Academy in London and found some pen drives. And on it was this song and a video.
Survivalism, which was leaked as an audio file and as a video file on March 7, 2007, at a gig in London, England. Then some fans noticed that time codes on the video revealed more websites. Fans flocked to them looking for more clues. By this time, a few things were starting to come together. Someone was hinting at an alternate world 15 years in the future, and for some reason it was being called Year Zero, or the Year America is Reborn. Very creepy. Now, as the game played itself out, songs from the still-secret album were being leaked, and even those leaked songs provided special clues. Take this song, for example. It ended up being track 13 on the album and is called The Great Destroyer. I'm going to play it for you as you would normally hear it, and then we'll come back and expose the secret. Nine Inch Nails and The Great Destroyer. Okay, that's how most people hear The Great Destroyer from Nine Inch Nails and the album Year Zero. I'm going to play a portion of the song for you in mono. Listen to what happens. Okay, you hear that? Red Horse Vector. What, 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 what does that mean? Well, they found a website called redhorsevector.net. And that's when they learned about a virus called Red Horse that was responsible for the mass psychosis that resulted in that nightclub massacre in Cleveland. Finally, Year Zero was released on April 17, 2007. It was uploaded to peer-to-peer networks, and within seconds, people all over the world began analyzing it for clues. One was obvious, a mysterious toll-free number, 1-866-445-6580, which led to another weird pre-recorded message. But here's one of my favorite parts of the game. The CD itself looks black. But put your hand over the label. Let it sit there for a bit. Let it warm up the disc. Now, take your hand away. Check out all the binary codes that suddenly appeared. These lead to more secret websites, all of which were being monitored for activity by the people at 42 Entertainment. So now the album is out, the secret's open, and we're done, right? Not a chance. We'll pick up the game and take it to its conclusion next. Welcome back. We're going through a case study that mixes alternate reality games with the release of an album. It's the story behind the story of Year Zero from Nine Inch Nails. Are you in awe yet? Now think about the planning and the careful execution that's gone into everything so far. This is brilliant beyond words. All right, so Year Zero comes out on April 17th, 2007. The next night, there's a surprise Nine Inch Nail show in Los Angeles. Now, getting into the gig was an ordeal. Check this out. Four days earlier, some people who managed to crack some codes throughout the game met under a billboard in Hollywood. At an appointed time, they were all given cell phones, and they were told to keep these cell phones on and with them at all times. Five days later all these cell phones simultaneously rang. Everyone was told to show up in a parking lot where they were loaded onto old buses with blacked-out windows. When the bus stopped and everybody got off, it was an old warehouse. Guards with guns were everywhere. The 50 or so people were led through a maze where a guy claiming to be the leader of the open-source resistance told them that they were all on an important mission. 
The mission, however, was a surprise Nine Inch Nails show at the end of this maze. Trent comes on, band starts playing, people go nuts, and then it all comes to an end after four songs when a fake SWAT team moved in and shut down the show in a big raid. There were flash grenades, smoke, and lots of screaming. If you would like to see what happened, go to opensourceresistance.net. This was the semi-finale to the whole game. Trent and the 42 entertainment people wanted to do something really spectacular. They actually considered even finding a way to blow up a building. But that was a little too ambitious, though they settled for the SWAT team. But there was still more. April 26th, three songs, Capital G, My Violent Heart, and Me, I'm Not, were released in the GarageBand format for Mac computers. People were encouraged to remix the songs. Okay, fine, that's something that Trent's done before, but wait a second. What was that hidden in the multitracks? More clues? Oh yeah, Google Exhibit 24. See what you get. Me, I'm Not, one of the songs released in GarageBand format that contained more clues in the torrent. Then, suddenly, April 27th, 2007, everything went dark. The people who showed up at the gig that got raided got a special message on their cell phones. It said, We think these phones have been compromised. We are going dark for some time. It's up to you now. You are the resistance. This is the hour of the arrival. Hour of the arrival? The hell's that? Well, why not look up hourofarrival.net? Oh, look, another website. But since then, nothing. Is the game over? The Year Zero campaign ranks right up there with one of the most engaging artist-fan entanglements rock music has ever seen. But is it over? Well, maybe not. Those 50 or so people who were at the show still have their phones. They could be contacted at any moment and mobilized again. Or maybe everything just morphs into something else. Like a TV show. Trent is apparently in talks with HBO to create a two-season-long series based around the whole Year Zero scenario. I could see it. I could see it working, really. Research help from Natalia Ribeiro. Technical production by Rob Johnston. I'm Alan Cross. You've been listening to the Ongoing History of New Music podcast with Alan Cross. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. 